You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, news editor of SD Times. So I know there's a lot to talk about with observability and model failure and all that. But before we get into that, do you want to introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure, absolutely. Um, My name is Alyssa Vishnik. I'm the co-founder and CEO at YLabs. My specialty is building tools that power a more robust and responsible AI adoption. And at YLabs, we specialize uh, in observability for AI and ML and data pipelines. Um, Specifically, we develop open source and uh, platform tools that help users eliminate AI failures and improve AI development velocity. And throughout my career prior to YLabs, I built uh, machine learning tools at Amazon and at the Allen Institute for AI. So I know that one of the main challenges that developers are facing these days regarding machine learning is model failure. So what exactly does it mean for a model to fail? Um, It could be something as simple as the model is not uh, returning predictions that are as as accurate as you've uh, intended them to be. So maybe a very classic example um, would say that's often quoted is um, there's a model that decides whether you get a credit card or not. That's like the, the scary one that gets quoted a lot. And this model uh, could incorrectly uh, not give you credit because it used some incorrect maybe attributes about you or because um, something was broken along the way with the data that describes you to the model. There are a lot of very classic kind of uh, popular examples of models failing. I would say the most famous one is probably from Microsoft uh, AI chatbot that became racist once it was deployed on Twitter back in 2016. Another big example is um, there's an Amazon uh, resume reviewing software that was not passing applicants from women-only schools, which is very unpleasant. Um, And I would say kind of the, the more widespread of AI failures happened during COVID times when the consumer behavior changed dramatically. So things like demand forecasting systems that are powered by AI went astray because customer behavior changed and models didn't adjust properly. So that resulted in understocking of some consumer goods and overstocking of, of other consumer goods. So that that example of like the consumer behavior changing, does that kind of indicate that models fail because the data is like it's not interpreting the data correctly? Are there other reasons that a model would fail? Um, yeah, so the the data interpretation question, I would say, is what uh, sets up the sets um, the model failures uh, apart from traditional software failures. So um, traditional software. Uh, we kind of describe the software behavior with a set of rules. In machine learning uh, applications, we describe the desirable, the desired behavior with data. And this data typically comes from the past. So a good example for this consumer behavior um, situation is the demand forecasting models are uh, trained on the demand for certain consumer goods that happened last year or the year before last year. And when the consumer behavior drastically changes, the the models start observing the data that they have never seen before in 
observing behaviors that they have never seen before, and they um, don't adjust very well to these um, kind of major shifts in, in data and in behavior. And that is the most um, kind of common failure mode of machine learning models. There are other failure modes, of course, um, that stem from, let's say, bad data quality. So somewhere along the way, uh, the data could be broken. And what I mean by that is, for example, there are like big chunks of data that will be dropped. So um, the features that describe a product or a customer are missing. They're just simply null. So the model doesn't know how to interpret that. And then the accuracy of the prediction uh, suffers from that. Um, or, you know, machine learning models also fail similarly to the traditional software because of uh, failing to scale or because the software wasn't uh, versioned correctly and so on. But um, the example with data drifting, uh, which is what we've seen during COVID when consumer behavior changed, is kind of the trickiest one to monitor and trickiest one to catch. Is it difficult to kind of figure out that a model has failed if you're not sort of like looking at it in depth, like that example you gave of Amazon with the, the resume um thing like if someone's not really asking these questions of like why aren't we getting like resumes from women through here like would they even realize that the model has failed and i guess a follow-up to that would be like how how can developers kind of assess that what they intended is actually what's happening um yeah in fact it's incredibly tricky to tell whether the model is failing and the reason for that it's because machine learning models are probabilistic systems, so they will never tell you, like, no, I don't understand what this means, and I failed to return an output. They would always return an output with some kind of probability. So, uh, for example, if you have, like, a very simple cat and dog classifier, so a machine learning model that takes in an image and says whether it's a cat or a dog, and then you start showing it pictures of frog, frogs, it wouldn't say, oh, I've never seen this before. I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is neither a cat nor a dog. It will actually say that it's a cat with like a 10% probability or like a dog with some probability, um, which is why machine learning failures are super hard to detect because you never explicitly get a message from the model that it doesn't know what's happening. Um, so the example that well, we were that you brought up uh, about resu Amazon resumes. Uh, the the challenge here is yes, there needs to be a human observer that would be looking at various kind of KPIs or various metrics that describe the model behavior and the model health and the data health. And with when when they're equipped with such tools, they would be able to tell whether the model is working correctly or not. And in the absence of such tools, um, they wouldn't be able to tell that easily. So what typically happens uh, when we don't have tools to kind of monitor the health of the model and the health of the data, then our consumers or you know people who are impacted by the model decisions would surface that they feel like the model was incorrect and that is what we're hoping to prevent uh, by developing various tools to help the operators ensure that the models working correctly so does understanding why a model is failing help developers kind of course correct in the future and like have less models failing down the line Yes, yes, it does. Um, so the way the way it would help is if you, for example, let's 
that's I hate to bash on Amazon because that's uh, that's where I come from. Um, <laughs> but but I think it's kind of a great example to continue improving on. So let's say in the in the case where the recruiting software was not passing applicants from women only colleges, the reason for that was because in the training data of the model, there were not enough applicants from women women only schools. And because there were not enough applicants, the model learned that these schools do not typically um, bring in candidates that end up getting a job. So as the developers um, kind of surface and uncover this limitation, they could fix it by uh, bringing in more data that describes applicants from women-only schools um, to make sure that the model kind of sees a balance between, you know, applicants from, let's say, uh, traditional Ivy Leagues and applicants from traditional uh, technical schools and applicants from women-only schools. So you could by understanding what types of failures your model is experiencing, you can um, fix the model by bringing in more data that uh, kind of avoids these failures. For people who aren't directly working with machine learning models, I feel like sometimes talking about it kind of gets like in the weeds a little bit. So expanding out, what are the effects of these failures like on like a day-to-day in the enterprise it really depends on what type of model is failing. So I would say the effects could be fairly harmless. And in majority of cases, they're kind of harmless to the consumers directly because a lot of machine learning models, for example, power your personalized experience. So if you log into some website that recognizes you and says, hey, I, I know exactly what products you're looking for based on your past uh, browsing history of this website, uh, if these models are failing, you're basically getting bad recommendations and maybe your experience on the website is not as personalized as it could be. And this is a pretty harmful failure. If it's systematic, then uh, potentially this organization would lose you as a customer because you do not feel like they present you with products or with information that appeals to you and you would go elsewhere. And then, you know, there's kind of a full spectrum from these very harmless examples to a more harmful example. So examples where machine learning models power decisions about who gets uh, a credit card or about, for example, how how people are prioritized in the queue when they check into the hospital um, or, for example, what goods uh, will be ordered to restock um the shelves or restock um, the products that are the organization that a company is offering for sale. When those things are happening, machine learning model failures would lead to loss of customers, loss of customer trust, uh, loss of revenue, and so on. So I know that your company kind of deals a lot with this topic. So are there is there something that's happening in this space right now that has you really excited? Um, Absolutely. I think in the past few years, we have seen a real meaningful shift in the types of of needs that uh, the AI developers have. So past few years, for for the longest time, actually, we've we've seen uh, challenges with 
being able to deploy machine learning models to production and kind of harvest machine learning and AI technology and make it useful to an organization. Um, and thanks to efforts of, you know, cloud companies and a lot of software vendors that help with model deployment process, we do see a lot of models in production, which is great because machine learning overall allows for uh, optimization and automation that uh, helps pretty much uh, any could help pretty much any business uh, run better. And now we see this big phase shift when models are running in production and developers have the need for tooling to make sure that these models are uh, delivering the impact they were designed for to make sure that these models are not failing. Now I'd say this uh, emerging, let's call it tooling software category called MLOps is the movement behind building uh, all of the tools that are necessary to operate these machine learning models. So tools that um, you know, ensure that you can test the machine learning model, that you can monitor the machine learning model, that you can roll back the machine learning model, and so on. Um, and I would say this this movement, this MLOps movement, is what will help us ensure that everybody can run machine learning in a more robust and responsible way.